Jesus. I wish that would have been on before the live stream, though. <laughs> Wait, was that not the live stream? No, no, no. no. I thought, was I thought that there just was a, a countdown beforehand. There was a countdown yeah, before. It didn't connect because internet. There was a, a TikTok that went around recently because I guess Lizzo and Jack Black were on The Mandalorian. Weird episode. Weird feel, but yeah, they were on it. Yeah. Yeah. That was a strange episode. But, it but, felt like it felt like a section in like a video game. NCIS. That's what it was. Oh, we are live. Was it? Confirmed. Really? Confirmed that's live. What it, that's what it felt, or not or just CSI. That's what yeah. it felt like. Well, all, I have no idea what's wrong with my camera. It's totally broken. I just, are you sure well, you're not just in a really dark room? Yes. You <laughs> <laughs> tried turning it on and off again. I I'm gonna try that three times. On the YouTube get the stream, camera it's just a four. transparent alpha channel. That's great. Yeah. Now it says FM Florida Man. Yeah. I, I prefer I'll, AM. I'll figure, I'll figure it out. Yeah. AM Florida Man is the, the better Florida Man. For sure. <laughs> it's longer range. <laughs> I changed my setup and it, it didn't help. Well, we're, we're, I, guess, I guess we're troubleshooting some back-end issues. So while I was on vacation, there was no news that happened, right? Like Not, the world none. just went quiet because <laughs> yeah. I didn't see anything. Severely less exciting without with you on. Without what? Oh, thanks, Wade. Aww. Why would anyone make the news if Corey wasn't here to talk about it? You know, right? I'm gonna wait. Yeah, if I can't yeah. like give random hot takes that have no basis in actual fact, then is it really news? No, I, I no. do have, <laughs> have a question for you, Corey. Uh -oh. Okay, you, I'm ready. you, you. While you were out, you weren't involved in any sort of legal action with Shelly Shrimp, were you? I mean, what? there could have been some goods exchanged across international borders <laughs> <laughs> okay fair enough people helping people it's a powerful thing okay. i mean i did cross the border into canada so at that point the u.s browser data collection uh machine just ground to a halt and couldn't right. get all my cookies and things because of gdpr or something they, they went immediately into uh the tsa pre-check mode they're like oh, this laptop's gonna take a while just send everybody through is is canada in, G in gdpr Oh, they are according to me, which I just made up. Oh, no, okay. It's, it's <laughs> your opinion. No, I, Canada, Canada actually just, they literally just steal our laws as far as I know. Well, it's, like, <laughs> it's like California, right? Everyone just steals California's laws. They're like, hold on, copy, paste, change some random O's to UO's, and then we're good to go. <laughs> Add a few sorries. I still think Add it's it's funny. A friend of mine was going into Canada. He was driving and he had a whole bunch of computers and flight cases and they pulled him over. And uh, they're going through and they're like, why do you have all these computers? And he thought he would just joke with them. Honestly, I can't remember what joke he made about the computers, but I do remember his next joke. He got really frustrated with them. And he said, you're taking this whole independent state thing like way too seriously. And yeah, he got, he got held over for a few You don't want to joke with the Border Patrol people. You don't want to joke. Yeah. You, that, that's not the... Oh, I've, I've joked with the Border Patrol people, but not that joke. Like that's, that's, that's going... You don't joke about sovereignty. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, Ian's, no. Ian's pelican case is the best. Oh yeah, it's right next. Yeah, I love that one. It does not contain actual pelicans, which is important because they ask you if you have any produce or other fresh goods. Yeah. <laughs> How's that backwards? He's mirrored. Yeah, it is backwards. Oh, he's oh, decided to start mirroring. Oh, he's got he's got mirroring on. Yeah. I yeah. Realize that. Oh, you know what? I do have mirroring on because whenever I have to do the puppets, it has to be mirrored, or I, or I will be all over the place. Not that I do puppets. Those are real creatures and they talk. <laughs> the members <laughs> of his family. That's right.
Hello and welcome to another edition of Black Hills Information Security, talking about news. In this episode, we'll be talking about IRS, what? Serving up JS malware? Oh man, that's it's just taxes keep getting worse. Hackers using Log4j bug to attack victims through something called proxy jacking. Two-fifths of people lie. I'm sure there's a joke there somewhere about the other three-fifths. Samsung is reportedly using chat GPT in a way that we totally did not predict on this show ever. Tesla workers are spying on you, and apparently Pizza Hut is still in business. Who knew? I am joined this week by our illustrious cast and characters of Black Hills Information Security and other places. We've got Ryan making us look good, sound good, and feel good. Mike, as always, is rocking the blue team shirt. We have Cameron, who has books behind her, and I'm trying desperately to read what books they are. As always, we have Wade. We also have the prodigal pun. We got Bronwyn <laughs> Ian and Florida Man, who finally, in the nick of time, got his camera working. And we have Eric. Welcome, Yay. Eric. So which story do we want to start with here first, folks? Because there's there's a lot going on. I mean, let's start with taxes. I feel like it's a taxi day. Oh, it's Saturday, ta- right? Saturday is like the last day you got to turn in. Mm. Oh, your audio okay. sounds like I don't even know what, but it's yeah, very fun. The camera's working and your camera des- and your mic decided to leave. So, <laughs> okay. So it's not actually IRS authorized efile.com e-file.com. so so yep. this is like being irs authorized is that like being you know a deputy sheriff or something like is that real like what is <laughs> i it? think it's pretty close to that deputy sheriff thing honestly like it's like it's like i'm irs authorized that probably means you submitted a form 1099 software edition <laughs> Similar yeah, to like assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the IRS's assistant to the regional IRS. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. apparently efile.com was serving up JS malware. Was it unintentional or intentional? The website was <laughs> hacked, I believe. I, and I I believe with white cyberduck, this is the prime reason why you should just never do your taxes. Never do taxes. <laughs> yeah, if, it works, if it works for patching, we can use it for taxes. We're yeah. never going to patch again because that patch crashed the system. So, I don't have this yeah. problem because I'm a sovereign citizen. No, I'm sorry. Are you sovereign citizen jokes? Because no, if you're no, a sovereign no. citizen no. and listening, you're funny. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, actually, this, the Texas is blocked for from joining. Uh, Texas can't join. But yeah, no. Um, so this is the, the my take on this is this is somehow an example of if you see an ssl certificate error just you don't, should actually don't just keep going you should actually care now oh. I, things have changed you know, it's weird this is one of those like like pet peeve security things that really bothers me in the industry is traveling around and going to a lot of different organizations it seems like anytime i spend time working with a company they have a website that throws ssl tls errors and they always go say the same thing oh go ahead just accept that that's fine it's, it's like we're constantly training our <laughs> users just to accept whatever error message pops up because it's going to be okay. So oh, I, yeah, love, basically. I love that kind of stuff. The, 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 not even the SSL one, but I, I got to throw this in because it, it killed me at the last company I was at and every company I was at. If you use Office 365, right, and yeah. you send a SharePoint document or something like that and it comes from SharePoint, even though it's your SharePoint instance or your whatever, it shows up as email from an external provider unless you actually go in and configure your email gateway properly. So entire organizations are just training their employees all day long. Constantly. Click on the thing because, oh, no, it's fine. It's external. It's fine. I, oh, was, yeah. it's fine. It's fine. I was actually at a, I think it was at a company in Tennessee 
-hmm. I was giving a security presentation and they did their user awareness thing before. And they were talking about just this topic. They showed up an SSL TLS error and they're like, this is what it looks like. Stay away from the sites. And then people started raising their hand. They're like, well, in order for us to submit our timesheets, mm-hmm. we get that same error every time we submit our timesheets. Like, okay, timesheet websites, okay, that's fine. Our help desk website also throws their, okay, that website, totally okay. And I'm just like, oh my God. Um, this, this, this is, is why we keep our jobs, all right? This yeah. is exactly why. Let them keep clicking it. I like job security. <laughs> Gives me stuff to do and read logs. It's not really. Yeah. <laughs> We're really- you, I have found like almost no one is good at internal certifications either. Is that, is that, what do you common? mean? Like internal CAs? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. The, oh, no. God, it's no. always, Bro. it's always a mess. Like the whole system is just like horrible, no matter what company I've ever worked. So do you all know the history of, of SSL? Like the original history of SSL? The Netscape shopping carts, that stuff? Yeah. No, it was actually predated shopping cart. Okay. So the Netscape yeah. stuff, it absolutely was Netscape. And uh, they got some requests for the Department of Defense and the United States government. They said, is it possible for you to do end-to-end encryption? So they basically threw this together as a proof of concept over the course of like a week to show that it could be done. And just like everything, the proof of concept, as soon as the presentation was over, they were like, this is brilliant. Let's implement it immediately everywhere. (laughs) And the developers were like, whoa, 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 this is a POC. Like actually, um, they actually had like Pascal uh, strings. Like if you looked at certificates, one of the things Moxie Marlin, Marlin Spike found mm-hmm. is um, I think it was Pascal, but it was a coding language and you could actually put in escape characters in that coding language in your certificate name and it would ignore everything after it. How quickly it was implemented. It literally just, Ben just said 30 years later, we're still using the proof of concept <laughs> for SSL TLS to this day. Oh, yeah. Imagine I mean, being Diffie yeah. or Hellman. You're like, you can't put my name on this crap. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and the guys at RSA, they're all like, we're good. We're rich. Whatever. I'll be fine. <laughs> you touched on one of my favorite fun facts whenever someone's being extra trolly online about SSL and TLS. And you say, oh, the SSL connection. And they go, they go, oh, you mean TLS? Nobody calls it SSL anymore. And I go, yeah, for oh, no. Yeah. Oh, you're new here. Cool. Um, and uh, and uh, the, the fun fact is, though, is I'll ask him. I'm like, cool. Why did we change it to TLS? Why? Why do we? Why didn't we just call it SSL v4? And they, if you if you're so aware, and they go, oh, okay, because it's better and it does all this stuff. I go, no. It was a copyright. It was to get around having to write TLS. <laughs> TM, whatever, because Netscape owned the copyright. That's the only reason the acronym changed. Yes, it does more stuff. Yes, it does all that. But to make it truly open source, it's a copyright. That's it. That's it. No, I, I do. I hate that 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 whole attitude we see again and again and again. It's like, well, no one uses this anymore. And it's like you very much are adorable and you're new and you're like a little kindergartner in InfoSec. <laughs> and oh, my God, he's taking his first steps. He's not jaded yet. <laughs> so, oh, God. So have you replenished this- your puppies, John? Your puppy? <laughs> oh, for Jonathan? Uh, no, his- don't say the name. No, <laughs> oh, don't say his name. <laughs> the one who shall not be named. Right. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not afraid of him. I did read his paper and it's it's garbage, but I decided not to talk about him anymore. So we'll just leave Perfect. it. Uh, I just want to know if you had your puppies replenished. Yeah, I've got puppies. I've got puppies for the trolls. Um, we got puppies for trolls. Let's move on to another story because that, that was already depressing. Uh, is someone's using log4j yeah that's i was gonna say is this ever gonna past. die 
No. talk about this one? It's a gift that keeps on I thought on it was dead, but this is like zombie 4J. <laughs> All right, so hackers using Log4J bug to profit from victim IP addresses through proxy jacking scheme. Oh, fun. Yeah, so this is, I guess we're calling it now Proxyware. We, we've actually talked about it on the show before, but there are less than reputable organizations that basically you install an application and it says, do you want ads or do you want to play in the botnet? And th- the second option is not clearly explained. And um, <laughs> people click play in the botnet. And then that proxy can be used as a, you know, resale, can be resold, resold because residential IP addresses or other IP addresses are a commodity now because of uh, anti-bot detections and other things. So it looks like people are essentially exploiting vulnerabilities to um, grab the uh, data that can be sold to these organizations, I guess. I mean, that's my take on it. Has anyone like looked I, into the actual malware? I, this, th- so this, uh, I haven't looked in the malware on this, but this whole thing, like the whole proxy space is just ugly as hell. Um, it, it's, it's like one layer worse than the VPN providers that are out there. Um, yeah. I, it, it made it pretty much the same thing, but it, like my son is into gaming and he's also into like discord and hanging out with friends and I'm an infosec professional. So he's constantly installing new proxy software, VPN software all the time. And the thing that gets me is I do this for a living and it's it's getting hard to detect some of these things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I detected, I've got uh, AC Hunter community edition up and running at my house and he hates it. And I'm able to see like, okay, all of a sudden these four websites, they're usually like diffusing the traffic across multiple websites, but there's just tremendous amounts of traffic going to websites that you can't connect to with a browser. And it, it's, I don't know. And all of this stuff, I should just sit some, sit down and just go through it because it has to be riddled with malware. There's no be, way his systems aren't. You got to DMZ your no, kids. That's like step he, he one. He must of the, be oh. killing your, his key his KD ratio right now. Yeah. Could you imagine <laughs> that ping increase? Like you're not popping heads at all. Yeah. With AC no. Hunter, the power no, I mean, no. He has a point actually. <laughs> What's the FLA on the uh, you know on the millisecond round trip here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, tying yeah. this to another news story, the thing that scares me most about this kind of thing, and and John, you you nailed it with like the kids and the gaming, right? is the whole Restrict Act and the whole TikTok bans. If you think for a hot (laughs) second that you're going to ban TikTok in the preteen to college set and not end up with a million people using these super sketchy proxy tools and owning every device that are on there, well... Now, I hadn't been following this too much, but there's also some stuff in there about using a VPN. It is not just trying to shut down TikTok, correct? Correct. It's actually really badly executed and gives them broad control over things that really they shouldn't have control over. They can like modify the block list later. It's pretty sketchy. Um, Definitely would recommend, you know, not if you have any political will whatsoever, tell your senator or whoever to <laughs> vote on. against You this. just see people scrambling. Is this a Republican thing? Is this a Democrat thing? You you don't I, have to love TikTok. What, what does my bumper the, sticker tell me I should care about this one? Like, you know, my political <laughs> affiliations. If, if Yeah, if somehow you didn't already assume this, it's not about TikTok. It's about more control and w- more ways to profit from your, you know, well, or I guess to weaponize tiktok to use for other you know political motivations like every bill it's an omnibus right so well and i went through and i brought it up on 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 twitter just kind of see the pulse of the twitter because i hate myself 
Mm. And I, I was basically asking a question. It's like, do you think that this is about TikTok or do you think this is about American companies that are really frustrated about not having that, that access to that attention of all of these kids and people that are using TikTok? And it was, there was a lot of people who are like, oh no, it's absolutely an issue for like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everything. But there was still a lot of people that are like, no, 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 this is totally different because it's the Chinese. I can't quite figure out why. Okay. So I get it. It's Wait. the Chinese. I get it. They may be trying to shove all kinds of like horrible things at the youth of America, but how is that any different than like Twitter and, t- and uh, Instagram and everything well, it's, else? It's not. We just don't have control over them. The, yeah, I think that we, you guys yeah, all exactly. missed our in-depth discussion that we we had a pretty yeah. deep uh, topic about this last week. Yeah, uh, really. Pretty, yeah, I pretty much went into because China wants to be able to control the the narration, right? They now have access to that, and what you're seeing possibly push you stuff to go their way. The algorithm. So, the it's algorithm, just right? it's just a different flavor. It's yeah, the but, same, so it's, it's a it's different flavor, thing, but but it's a flavor C- they don't like because it's yeah. a flavor that yeah, tastes like exactly. communism. I can see China. I can see China trying to like do this, right? And they're like, okay, we're going to uh, we're going to send all of these things to Americans, and we're going to make them, you know, you know, stop studying and stop doing video games. And it's like, what, <laughs> what, like. U.S. companies are pushing, like the automated algorithms are getting them to eat Tide Pods? How the, how the hell did they do that? No, we, we're not even that evil. What? Like, I, don't, I think if, if you use the Russian narration pushing as an example, right? Like they were pretty freaking good at it and they didn't have access to a large amount of data like this or the largest no, social media network, right? But Absolutely. But, but so, I think it comes back to the big problem. I keep, you know, you guys already talked yeah, about it. We should probably move on. But the yeah. big problem is no company should have this level of access oh, yeah. <laughs> right. through the mind share of humans Correct. everywhere. Not yeah. Just it's, it's, yeah. It, the fact that it's China means that it is much more politically easier to be like, save the kids, which I guess is my tagline now. But like, <laughs> definitely uh, that, like, it's just a political angle. And that's the thin end of the wedge. And then the wedge expands to like, the other i think the other big thing is right the veil is starting to lift on us being the number one china is slowly gonna take us over and this is like i think one of the bigger like the first big hits that we're seeing them actually do something or they're they're beating us pretty at least from a social standpoint not from they can uh, make brain candy better than we can but is 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 that a reason to ban it what's dad doing up in the attic no i'm not gonna go there there. (laughs) but then Uh, so to what degree do we see that as a response to uh the uh the white house's cybersecurity initiative oh which one because there was the one where they were basically telling everyone to move to the cloud as quickly as possible (laughs) (laughs) from from like a month ago when they're you know they're saying here's our new cyber defense strategy but it's like big picture right and more regulation but then we have the restrict act announced not long thereafter yeah uh, i mean i my question when they released it is who wrote it there's no names on it it just says (laughs) uh it just says the biden administration like is there any industry context or did you just come up with this like so here's here's the thing right so i am not surprised at all by the restrict act what i am surprised with is that our our, you know the leading experts the tech geniuses inside of our congress would come up with something that that might potentially not have all the factors in line and uh you know that that kind of does lead us to this other story this two-fifth of it pros told to keep quiet 
you know, real professionals uh, doing real professional stuff. Don't so so two fifths. I, I don't do fractions much. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that metric? I don't understand. It said it, it said over two fifths. So yeah, ninety. You, you don't um, talk about Fight Club. That's rule number one. Yeah. So wait, <laughs> over. So okay, they're told to keep breaches quiet. This is yeah. not surprising. Cover up is the default move anytime there's a crisis. We know yes, this. Just cover we, it up. So this is our I, old friend Phil Munster. We I feel like we we uh, put this guy's articles in our show almost every week. <laughs> this is yeah, you're welcome. He's ad teching us. Phil, you should just come on. It's just, just easier. Come on the show, Phil. We love you. We don't yeah. care about slash promotion like Reddit does. Just come on and we find know, out Phil is really AI and it's like the best one ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> best AI we've ever had. I, uh, this one bothered me because I like I do remember back when I first got started in this industry, there was a lot of, hey, let's keep this quiet. Let's keep this quiet. And I haven't seen it that much recently. And I think that's probably so, like like a selection bias for BHIS, but it, they're just doing better at keeping it quiet. That's what I think it really is, to tell you yeah. the truth. As I mean, this is why CSOs get the big bucks. This is why they get right? the big bucks, because they're the ones taking the risk of being like, cover it up. Who was it that got uh, that got actual jail time? The what, Uber that, executive. The Uber executive, right? Mm-hmm. Which... I'm well, sure that yeah, but that's because he like threatened but... to kill some people. It wasn't yeah, because he, he covered it up. Yeah, he we... went full DPR. He went full DPR. The rest of the story. He went yeah. full CISO. All right. Yeah. yeah. He went full CISO. So I guess yeah. I don't think these figures are surprising. I think we do like the public perception has sort of been like, well, yeah, everyone got breached. So like, it's not really that newsworthy anymore. People don't seem to care. They're like, Target got breached. I mean, see, whatever. Like, I'll just go see, back that's... to Target. But that's it, right? Like, it used to be if you got breached, it'd be in the news. It was a big deal. People would talk about it. Now, it's not even front page news unless it's like multiple hundreds of millions of people. It, I, I'm just shocked that we still have that we still have people like, oh, no, we can't talk about this. Let's cover it up because it's so it happens so much. I think it's, I, because, it's because of fees, right? Like they don't want to yeah. pay any type of hit whatsoever or financial companies that don't want to really release that data because I feel like they're a little bit more on the hook, especially with data when they're supposed to be more secure, even though I'm sh- they do get hit. But a lot of the time, I'm going to say it's just they don't want to walk through that regulation and then have to pay all those lawyer fees. Yeah, okay, so I, I think I, I think the fees and fines are are broken where like and, and I, I, I I'm not like deep in the PCI world. But I've been pen testing for 10 years and never have I ever seen a company that fails a PCI compliance check ever. (laughs) And I'm talking like, you know, it just doesn't happen. Like no one is actually yanking compliance. No one is actually handing out heavy fees. I think like what we need to do is make it so that if you don't report the breach and then it turns out there was a breach and you knew about it, that there's like a massive, like, let's just call it like a multiplier. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, uh, you know, it's like, well, congratulations. Combo. You've hit the doubler. The, the, the fight's all doubled. Yeah. It's We're going like, to double down on this one. Uh, yeah. Five, no, five X combo. You got breached five times and never told anyone. And <laughs> I, I think I want, a lot of that number though is going to be from not from big corporations. It's going to be those medium sized companies, right? The small yeah. mediums is where they're telling you not to say anything. The one who can't they take that. yeah and it's yeah. any the organizations yeah. over a thousand employees the other statistic that like once again this is this really bothers me right it says the u.s also topped the list in terms of share of respondents who'd claim they've been told to keep the breach secret 71 percent in the united states 
In all other countries surveyed, France, Italy, Germany, Spain, and the uh, UK, it was at the global average, which is right, like 42 or whatever. I like, so this gets to a question of like GDPR. I would think with GDPR being an accountability framework, that there would be more of keep it quiet because you have actual fines that can be levied against your organization due to, due to GDPR. We don't have anything like that in the United States yet. Well, well hold on, because this is I wanted to talk about that. This this comment here, the keep it quiet is not the same as let legal and PR deliver the message to G Sparks. I agree with you a hundred percent. I would want to see how this survey was structured. Because I've yeah. been at large companies where, you know, you'll tell the engineering team, hey, you don't talk about this to anyone. It's getting handled. And when they don't see it on front page news, they're like, this didn't get handled. And I was told to keep this quiet. I'd like to see how these questions were asked. Because I've been in a room where the, the legal team, the PR team, they're the ones delivering it. And inside internal counsel has gone, listen, everywhere where data was leaked, we checked the state privacy laws. We checked the breach response laws and, and what we have, although bad, and we're going to handle it and we're going to take care of it, does not require us okay. to report. So that's a whole nother, that's, that brings up a whole nother spin, Ian, Right. Um, because I've worked, worked breaches and I've talked to people and I've literally told them to shut the hell up. Yeah. Do not talk about this because all of the messaging needs to come through, through like marketing or what is it? The crisis management team right. should be handling all of that. And I wonder if that's why the numbers are so high mm -hmm. is they have been told specifically like, look, you're an intern. Do not go on Twitter talking about this breach. I could see, and I've done that. I have literally told people, do not talk about this. Anything that's going to be talked about publicly yeah, has got to be handled under public relations or management, and it has to get vetted through legal. That I can totally get. Um, but th I guess we don't have that type of context. This also goes back to like the blue teams really can't talk about anything cool they, could they do, right? Like you're, you're not <laughs> supposed to talk about stuff. You could easily be traced back to where you were talking about it and then possibly get in some type of legal trouble. Like I wouldn't, I very, I do not like talking. Sometimes a story slips out of me and I'm like, oh my God, I should not have told that story. <laughs> and all it's happened multiple times and I'm always scared that it's going to come back to bite me. And I think that that's harder for a blue teamer, right? Because you, you look at your resume, you're going to have like five companies that you've worked with, right? Unless you're Mandy and you're doing IR all the time. On the red team side, I always tell the testers lie. Um, if you're going to talk about a breach or the, not a breach, if you're going to talk about a pen test that you did, and this is in a Fortune 5 company, make it a Fortune 100 company. If it's a healthcare company, make it manufacturing. If it's education, make it DOD. Kind of get to the crux of what is the lesson to be learned about that breach. And I think that red teamers, we have a lot more flexibility in that because you know, whenever we're doing like 650 assessments per year, it's a lot harder to go through and be like, well, what company was John talking about? Because it's literally thousands. I mean, you have to breach BHIS to even get that data in the first place. We don't publish a list of our customers online or something. Yeah. So. Oh, God, so, so that's what I recommend whenever testers are talking about talks that they want to give, you know, just obfuscate it. And, and I do that all the time and it works out pretty well. But, but um, and I I've been open about that. So if people are like John lies about his stuff, yeah, I do. I'm not going to be like, here's this exact company and what we did with that company, because that would not work. So if you company. do get breached, what you should do is go on chat GPT and ask it to write a breach disclosure oh, for you. That's, right. that's what oh, we see all the time. Are we going to talk about Samson reportedly? That was, yeah, that was the segue. Oh, 
So, I mean, this I hate is, it whenever we talk about this stuff on the show and we're like, people are going to start using chat GPT to do their work and it's going to lead to a breach of like trade secrets, intellectual property, things like that. And then like a few weeks later, it's like, oh, oh, God, there it is. It's so, just, yeah, if, if, oh, yeah. And I mean, I will say, like, when I read this article, I was like, OK, what's the upshot of this? Like for this to matter, Microsoft has to like actually use it. Like, like the, the, this article Who basically says the data. The, the okay, so, so let's pretend. It, but nobody, nobody's done anything with it, right? Well, okay, so let's pretend we work at Microsoft and we have access. We have dev level access to Chat GPT. Corey, you're asking you, weird questions. That's someone, how do you do get it. this data back? Do you just someone, ask Chat no, there, GPT? There, there, if there's a will, there's a way for the way was built around the will. Like yeah. Chat GPT exists specifically for this thing. Like it is literally just a big IP theft engine. Once again, the yes. Chinese are breaking into places. They're hacking. They got all these thousands of hackers that are breaking in. And then Microsoft and OpenAI releases ChatGPT, and the Chinese are like, "So wait, people just come to this thing and give their intellectual property freely?" TikTok to 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 AI. God, yeah, man. I mean, we we've and if you're wondering what it looks like on uh, like from our from our customers' perspective, we've at least me personally, I've seen a lot of customers that are just issuing blanket bans for ChatGPT across their companies. It seems pretty standard. Um, it's <laughs> tough though because if I'm just talking to ChatGPT on my personal computer, good luck. I mean, I can ask yeah. ChatGPT like, "What if I wanted to design a silicon manufacturing process for five nanometer? How would I go about doing it? What company would I hire?" <laughs> like, they're like, "Do you work at Samsung? Like, <laughs> where do you work?" It starts. It starts. A ChatGPT is like. I found your address. You're like, uh, no, 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 uh, I work for AMD, not Samsung. Uh, I think White Cyberduck has a, a point. He said, this is a non-story for me. Soon, Word and Outlook will be integrated with ChatGPT. Oh, it's Games is, or Microsoft has already announced that Teams will have ChatGPT um, turned on as well. It's all coming within like the next couple months. I, I think the real it's yeah, but that's chat, no, no. It's see, Ralph, game it's, is going to be strong. It's ChatGPT for business. Okay, it's it, for business. You don't when they put for business after it, it's fine. It just makes everything more secure. It's okay. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, we Microsoft already, Microsoft setting up their their security co-pilot for yeah. God's sake. Yes. Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm actually pretty excited right for that. into it. I'm field. I really want to see the story that someone actually using this data because having used chat GPT, if I was like a Microsoft executive, like let's say you're a Microsoft executive, you're looking at the data that's been harvested from chat GPT. And it's like, really Samsung's going for a three nanometer or whatever, like whatever trade secret it was. Sure. And then it's like, well, we don't know, sir. It's chat GPT. So it yeah, kind of buy yeah. that data on its own. <laughs> also, you could totally poison the well. You could be That's like, exactly hello, what I, was gonna say. <laughs> I work at Samsung. I am yeah. developing a three nanometer process. And then like Intel like secretly steals that information, puts a billion dollars into like three nanometer. And then they're like, I gotcha. That was fake. We're actually working on two what, nanometer. What, what was know. that movie that um, it was back in the 90s where they were basically two companies and they were trying to steal each other's intellectual property for hair loss treatment? <laughs> and at the one, and it was this huge kind of heist movie. And then one company hired all these people to break in and steal the treatment and the cure for hair loss. And the owner of the company that stole it went up on stage and was like, Hey, everybody, we've cured hair loss. And everyone's applauding. He gets off stage and they hand him the formula, formula and they're like, Sir, we stole the formula for shampoo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
and uh, totally just destroyed him. It'd be that type of thing with Chat. Yeah, I, 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 I guess I'm like at a, an executive level of how could you possibly use this data and have any real confidence in it? But also, you could argue that for the other side, like so, you know, how could you have it write your code and have any confidence in it? But speak, I don't know. Speak. I've had it write me code so much and it works great. Like I'm just like I don't want to do this. How does so this much work? Better. And yeah. it's like plops out and like perfect. Throw it out to my GitHub. Let's hope right. you work at Microsoft. Otherwise, stolen <laughs> data, right? Uh, do you guys hear the Tesla? Is uh, uh, yes, the, the Tesla one is great. I threw. Yeah. Yeah. That's a and shocker. So a company run by Elon Musk doing sketchy things. Uh, I we're talking about privacy it. here, and you know, there's not a whole lot anywhere, including in your car, right? So internal image sharing. This is classic. I mean, the TSA yeah. we know has yes. been doing this for years. We, yes, multiple multiple companies, but yeah, there's a camera actually inside the Tesla that faces the driver that they're not actively using for anything yet but they plan to at some point and i think that uh -huh. that's some of the when, are, when are we going to get the portal so law enforcement can request video yeah. oh, emergency. <laughs> it's an emergency. no it's not going to be that it's going to be a request control of the car control of the car <laughs> oh god dude yeah. insta just insta makes it pull to the uh, shoulder safely park and then unlocks the doors and like kicks him out of the car and also starts <laughs> live streaming on instagram for the what degree does cyber become warning people not to just use the new shiny no matter what yeah i don't know oh, we, yeah. well, we all wear yeah. our, our uh, lead foil or gold foil hats depending mm -hmm. on how rich you are so yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a quote here that really 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 bothers me two former tesla employees told Reuters they weren't bothered by the sharing of images saying customers had given their consent or that people long ago had given up reasonable expectation of keeping personal data. Yes, yes I read that too. I, oh, I mean, I expect what? privacy. It's gone. It's like saying <laughs> billionaire shares his secret for sleeping at night. Quote in a yacht. Like that's basically <laughs> what that quote says. Like it, it's a bed full of money. <laughs> like it, yeah, it's like surprise. Someone who's comfortable with terrible things is also like has some justification they've come up with. It's like, I, oh, it's fine to beat up people. They consented. What I mean, they, they consented to they, 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 they resisted arrest. They resisted arrest. I mean, I, hold on. I, I just noticed something in that headline. I don't know how I including scenes of intimacy. Yeah. Well, yeah wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Read the next line. The next one. They said we could see we could see their kids. And I'm like, so creepy. It's a really long game they were playing there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Yes. Wasn't there one about laundry too? Like when you walk through your garage in your underwear to do your laundry? So, okay. If you buy a Tesla, step one, walk around with a piece of electrical tape and find all the cameras. And oh, disable they're them all, all over the car. They're everywhere. Well, not the, you want to keep the ones on the outside available so the cops can still, you know, turn yeah. off your car. But yeah. the other ones, you got, you know, the ones facing, I will say, like, it's funny that they, to me, it's just, they're just putting more nails in the coffin for like horrible decisions. But like, so they've had driver facing cameras the whole time, but they haven't stopped people from getting into massive accidents while oranges are taped to the steering wheel or like, <laughs> yeah. you know, the famous video of people doing certain activities while driving or like they, they've been like, we've been watching you the whole time. We're fine with or it. If you're not watching the road, that's, that's like, fine. You're just... watching me drive your car while I'm asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Well, the, that's the thing, though. They're not actively watching it. They just, they just find, they just went through the well, they, footage, and they were like, instead of how could we find the situation to make it better, they were like, no, let's find the really weird stuff. All right. Hold no, on. but what I'm saying is, from a safety perspective, they could have been using this for automated 
for yeah. other things. Yes. yes. And no, there are driver eight, the like the super cruise Cadillac system, their sort of competitor to autopilot. It does watch the driver. And if you start falling asleep or like, if you're not looking at the road or if you're like texting, it'll actually buzz you and say, Hey, you're not watching the road. We're going to turn this uh, autopilot off. Tesla could have been doing that the whole time, but of course they don't care. They're like, well, our cars have driven millions of miles. So whatever. So what did they implement the cameras for to begin with? They, oh, they, that's a they good plan question. to add it later. That's right? a good question. Yeah, but they can yeah, so say that about anything, right? Well, that's something the manipulation. Yes, they did that with a bunch of stuff in the car. They had things that weren't enabled, and then they software enabled them later, right? Yeah, but they got it for, for a subscription fee. Yes. Right. Well, that's that's Mercedes. Don't confuse the two. <laughs> no, that's BMW. It's different. But there's so but, much yeah. of the stuff that a human being just can't deal with, right? Yeah. Like, you know, there's just there's just crap you don't think about because your brain melts. Like there are more stars in the universe than there are grains of sand on Earth. That's really something you're just like, you know what? I'm just going to keep that for trivia night. <laughs> then you can't really get like emotionally attached to something that happens on the other side of the planet because it's not part of your tribe of 100 to 150 people. Like if that happens to somebody that you know intimately, you feel horrible. If it happens like in New York, you're like, oh, well, that's that's a bummer. And I think that when you're looking at like the surveillance of everything that's happening, it's the same thing, right? Yes. If you start walking around, you're like, yeah. my phone is listening to me. My TV has Alexa built into it. My car is watching me constantly. My fridge is listening to everything that I am doing. Like, it's one of those things that I think for a human to be able to maintain sanity, you almost have to like ignore it somehow. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know say, how, you, how you function. Yeah. If, I, I think if, if the car drove completely autonomously and I just knew I had no privacy in the car whatsoever, I think that would be an equal trade-off for well, me. That's like, the you assumption. never have to drive, right? Well, you will but, occasionally run over a biker, but um, yeah, yeah basically, uh, I, think, <laughs> I think what this is, is that this is an example of, I agree, I'm not necessarily against the data being necessary. Like if you buy a Tesla and you have autopilot enabled, it should be watching you to make sure that you're actually watching the road and not texting or doing other activities. So basically, I'm fine with that trade-off, but that whole system needs to be a closed loop. You can't be like, yes, the car monitors you, but also we can just go on Twitter and look at the images of you. Like that's, th that's that like you where the, when, when the internal employees have access to it, like manually, that's where I draw the line of like, that is crossing an ethical boundary. If the car has its own closed loop See? system, that's one thing. But if you it's see, like and that's why I think all of this shit needs to be like 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 under P, uh, PHI. It all needs to be covered under HIPAA, you know. So they can't sell it. You can't just share it willy nilly. Like yeah. if you're in a hospital, people can't just take pictures and be like, "Check out this dude. Right. Um, he's got yeah. Muppet toes." You you can't do that. <laughs> <in> the hospital. <laughs> the hospital yes. will get sued into oblivion. But that's yet, if you're walking around Wade's car and you're doing laundry in your underwear, um, <laughs> apparently Tesla can totally just take that, right? Um, so yes. I, I think that that, once again, I think that that is the solution, whether it's ad tracking data, whether it's camera data, it all needs to be covered under PHI, under HIPAA. Not, um, there has to be some controls over this. This is, this is nuts. Yes. Not I, I, like it, it, it's just because someone consented, like this cannot be the th toothpick that they're standing on from a legal perspective. It's like, 
they consented. Like, it's just insane. It's like, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I, there was a, like, I was trying to, I was trying to drive to McDonald's and there was like a 50 page terms of service update and it just said accept. So I clicked it. Like I didn't. And it's a freaking McDonald's app. Yeah. I just want a big freaking Mac. Like, I, yeah, I just clicked accept. I don't know what I subscribed to. Like that is the, it's insane. Because uh, I think the first, co- the first big company to actually do what we're talking about, like data encryption arrest has been Apple so far, right? Um, they're the first ones to actually roll out that like at a, at a large scale. But I mean, yeah, everything that you have that's personal should be encrypted at rest, right? It shouldn't be. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, and part of the, the fun thing about Apple is that Siri sucks because of it. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, seriously, like I, I, I'm willing to take a worse AI product because of the privacy implications that Apple's takes relatively more seriously than other companies. Well, but seriously, like I was driving the other day, I was like, I was trying to send a text message that said, where? And I said, where? And it was like, you are here. And I was like, no, that's no, that's Siri, not. I love you because you're an idiot. And yeah. in addition to that, it also navigated to where I currently was at the same time. It was like, where? Oh, here's where you are. And I'm also going to nav you to where you already are. I'm like, just take, at that point, I'm like, just take my data and make it better. But Ben from KC's been on fire. He's like, here you go. Expecting Congress to do something again. No, we, just have, to le- we have to fair. leak their Tesla video footage. Spicy. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. You got the, the 150 tribe, like John said. You have to make it matter, right? We're missing yeah. a big picture here. There's 4D chess going on, and and it just occurred to me, right? Elon bought Twitter and is slowly destroying it to turn it into a cam site for people in Tesla cars. <laughs> Tesla is going to become chat roulette, but in cars. Is that what you're saying? I, I know this is a, I know this is a joke, but I, I kid you not. If you could pay an additional subscription to get like a restream slash Twitch subscription that you could hook your Tesla footage into people would 100% oh, yeah. oh, do yeah. that. Oh, totally. Oh, God. And it would oh, start with some, BS thing like karaoke and cars and there you know it'd be like of and course then it, yeah and mm-hmm. then it's just nation state sponsored you know total it's just model. like trucker <laughs> trucker which oh by the way this is another like topic that just entered my brain this level of insane creepiness is already the standard for commercial drivers like i don't know if you guys yeah. know yeah, like yeah. amazon oh, drivers so like amazon drivers are monitored to the second like if they don't deliver X number of packages per hour or per minute, it'll actively, or like they can't look away. They can't look at the phone. They can't do certain things. Like the amount of telemetry that's being gathered on commercial drivers is absolutely ridiculous. I don't know. Is it now just expanding to civilians somehow? It's like for a commercial driver, I sort of get it, but it's still a little bit invasive. But when you're talking about a personal situation, it's so much worse. But it's like you talked about, this is going to go down to like, I'm just waiting for insurance companies. To basically hook into your car, hook it just like Cameron was talking about. Oh Why, my what God. were they going to do with it? They, they How long already until that? it's like you're going to directly connect right into your insurance company or anytime that there's a car accident, the insurance company can pull the video of what you were doing right before that car accident. Like, uh, yeah. There was an insurance company that you would, if you plugged in an OBD2 sensor. Yes. Uh, no, this is got, standard now. It's not That's State Farm. Everyone has it. Yeah. Semi trucks have had this for years, though, right? So yeah. if a semi truck revs too high or red lines, you can actually remotely hook, like, 
decrease the power in several different ways and watch the driver. Mm -hmm. So all that's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And I mean, all of it's possible. Semi-trucks have cameras inside of them. Yes. To go ahead and show, and I know this from personal experience because this just happened to my wife where she got hit by a semi, <sighs> and we have been fighting to go ahead and get the camera footage from that semi to show that she was not at fault, and they are throwing, you, they're basically saying you need a warrant for it all at this what? point. In time. The insurance Wouldn't company won't, can't even get it. Discovery, yeah. Yeah. No, what? They, they're claiming that they will not give it up without a warrant. This is where we are at with these sorts of this things. This is yeah, you're in I arbitration, mean, aren't you? That, but that's it, Mike. That's it. <laughs> that's what, it is. what is it? The future <laughs> here? What the the William Gibson quote? The future is here. It's unevenly distributed. Correct. So you have all of this stuff, and it works. Like if like if it works against you, right? They're going to use it. But if it works against a large organization, then they're going to fight you tooth and nail, yes. right? Yeah. And I don't know. I, I and White Cyberduck wished your wife well. As she she's okay. Luckily, it was a very low speed crash. Nobody yeah, was hurt got, or anything. Fucking semi truck. Even yeah. low speed is the semi truck left into her. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. There's a lot of formula. A million pound vehicle, that. but that's all right. Wasn't going. What's very that camera? <laughs> it's only like a million pound vehicle. Doesn't matter. It's only going yeah. twenty miles it's, an hour. The so weight ratio is off the chart, right? So hold on to a Kia Soul. <laughs> so we're talking about all these. What do we think consumers could do to stop this? Yeah, drive well, an old car. There, there it is. There's the question. Yeah. But we have to care first, right? <laughs> I keep so. a Dioth and a and a uh, cell phone blocker repeater in my car, so no signals get out of my. No, I don't really. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think it's I. I think genuinely, as consumers, like the only thing we could do would be to somehow like prioritize with our wallets, which I know this like our argument doesn't even make sense. The whole voting with your wallet thing, like doesn't actually like no one really does it. But like if, if there was like, you know, vehicles that specifically like an Apple of vehicles, that's like, we, we do data, you know, everything's enclosed in the car, everything like we don't harvest your data. We aren't monitoring. We can't, we can't help you in the event of a crash, all your data, you know, all that stuff. But that's not what people want. I think we have to want that level of service and maybe it will exist, but for now, people would actually give away their privacy for like me to automatically be nabbed to McDonald's because it detected I was hungry for my blood glucose sensor that I have hooked into mm-hmm. my Tesla or whatever. And it specifically so, wanted knew well, that you wanted a quarter pounder. Well, my neural link, my neural link was like order quarter pounder. And my Tesla was like taking you. It's so. <laughs> I think that's an excellent transition to something because we have Eric on here who has not uh, joined us before, but uh, you know we're talking about things that exist and are running inside of our, our, our systems. Eric, aren't you doing a webcast this week on hardening? Oh my gosh, that's right. We have a webcast. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently my video doesn't want to cooperate, but, uh, whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about hardening it operations on Wednesday. Uh, and there's about 45 billion topics that would fall underneath that umbrella. So I was going to say, yeah. Focusing this time on, uh, on moving beyond two-factor off and including more. So whether there is, uh, you know, IP address whitelisting or certificates or various other opportunities to lock down beyond just getting 2FA. So really? that's kind of the starting point. In many ways, it's a huge discussion that we could have, you know, many follow-up discussions about, but yeah. But it's the, it's the beginning, right? It's the starting point, taking it on from there. Yeah. So. so- Come, come tune into that webcast. But I mean, are you going to tell us how to block our, our Tesla cameras from taking us to McDonald's? 
Yeah, always. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the main thing. That's, uh, that's hard. <laughs> so, no, you know what? In many How ways, functioned? it starts with being cynical about IT, right? Like, right. We, we have to both enjoy technology and be cynical about it at the same time. And so having a level of cynicism of our own IT operations and our own new tech toys, including Nests and Teslas and everything else, is a, a vital first step to making sure we're actually being resilient and secure. Nice. Awesome. You did that. What is that? Wednesday at three? Yeah. Yeah. Three Eastern. Awesome. Come tune in, folks. If you like us, uh, rant and you like this too. So yeah. Excellent. What other stories do we got? That we oh, got there's so many. Oh my gosh. Good evening, everyone. I'm Hank Hoffman, reporting live tonight from Baltimore on an HBS NewsHour special report. I've got with me in the studio tonight Carl Crabb from Carl Crabb Cyber College in Baltimore. Hey, Carl. How are you doing tonight? Oh, Hank, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm a little steamed, but it's okay. I'm really happy to be here to talk to you about these important training issues. Yeah. Carl, you're you're feeling a little steamed. I, I'm I'm confused. You have this fantastic training event that everybody's talking about around town. It's on uh, let's see, the 27th and the 28th of April, right? I mean, everybody's talking about this event. This it sounds fantastic. What what what's what's getting you? What's gotten you getting, getting on your shell? See see even even the news media, Hank. Even the news media that is anti-siphon. These are the jokers I've been trying to, to warn people about. They come in. This is Carl Crabb's cyber country, right? Cyber college, Carl Crabb, Baltimore. It goes together like Old Bay on Ravens, right? It's amazing. But these guys, they're coming in from, these, these folks, they're coming in from South Dakota? Who knows what these jokers are about? I don't know. So they're going to come in and offer this training on the 27th and 28th at B-Sides Charm. That's my territory. And they're going to offer it for, for low cost? For, with high quality trainers? I mean, what, what are they doing to a local business crab like me? Oh, well, Carl, I mean, it, I, from what I see here of this event, and I and I quite apologize, I, I thought this was your event. So I some of my notes here are probably going to be a little bit off, but I mean... I'm seeing some fantastic instructors. Malware Jake, I mean, this guy's legendary. Um, John Strand, I mean, come on, come on. I mean, uh, this this looks like a fantastic lineup. I mean, these are these are top notch professionals here. Um, sounds like a great deal. I mean, okay, first off, it, it, it's not a great deal. You know why? You know what? First, uh, expertise. That's what you want. No, no. The world of cyber is vague and it's got a lot of three letter acronyms and you can basically just make up whatever you want. Now, these folks are coming in and they're trying to use expertise and an experience to teach people. And look at the prices. Don't they realize this is Baltimore? This is government dollars country. You can take all those dollars in. And I'm looking at these these trainers and these classes and the, and I, I How's, how's a local business crab supposed to compete with something like this? These outsiders coming into Baltimore, scuttling all over my bay. I, I, I tell you, I, I don't know how to handle it. Carl, Carl, thank you so much. I, I, I love everything you're saying. We appreciate you joining us tonight on this special edition. 
And uh, thank you, everybody, also for joining us. And we'll see you on the 27th and the 28th in Baltimore for this. No, that's the anti-siphon, folks, again. I, no, no, you don't. Don't stay away from B-side. Oh, I'm going to scuttle out of here. I can't handle this anymore. I God, didn't I know you, that man. Anthony Kiedis did newscasting in Baltimore. Does. Also, why just did you walk sideways to go, Give it away, give it away, give it away it, now. Well, first off, <laughs> Carl just can't take direction. Uh, no, he can't. Carl <laughs> just real sideways. Carl just did this take like 50 takes for Carl to get that right? Oh my God. <laughs> that, was, that was one take. That was, that was yeah, that I can totally see that. Weekend. <laughs> it's like Batman. There is yeah, no Ian. It's just Carl. It's just the costumes that John buys. <laughs> Ian is the costume. Yeah, oh so. my gosh! So, yeah, again? Fun ways for us to let you know that hey, if you're in Baltimore, we're going to be out in Baltimore. So if you want to see us live, come see us live. And don't forget, we got a free event on Thursday. Come hang yeah. out, even if you don't want to come to Rap training, even if you're not coming to Charm. Come yeah. hang out at the free event on Thursday. It's going to be fun. It's kind, of, kind of weird. People are like Baltimore. Yes, Baltimore is a fun town. It's going to be a blast. <laughs> come check it out. So, okay, what, like, John, you mentioned during the uh, intro that Pizza Hut was still a company, but yeah. what, what was that article? Because, like, like yeah. were you just, or were you just, like, waxing philosophical? Right there, KFC Pizza Hut, there it is, he's got it. Yeah, KFC got Pizza Hut owners disclose data breach after ransomware attack. So, mm. that's, I, I'm sorry, I was always reading this, I just kept thinking of that Simpsons meme, stop, 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 he's already dead. They had to shut down 300 Pizza Huts in the UK. So that's wait, hold on. Yeah, wow. Right? Hold on. First of all, how did Pizza Hut get to the UK? And second of all, UK, I'm sorry. But um, yeah. yeah, actually, I mean, like, to be honest, it's, it's probably a step up for food in the UK. Oh, John's going spicy. Wow. The hot take. Shots fired. Hot take. Here we go. I will say their chicken not, nuggets suck. I'm not worried about that fight at all. You can <laughs> keep Gordon Ramsay. Oh, we've already won. Is that what well, you said? We he went to France, so it doesn't matter. But yeah. yeah, um, so okay, this is ransomware. I mean, this is major. I mean, this is like Yum Brands. Apparently, it's called Yum Exclamation Point Brands. Do you think they have a lot of input validation if they have the exclamation point in their so, name? Hold on, <laughs> hold on. Yeah. This is what killed me though. So, if you read the article, the thing that they says that they got data on are that they they got some personal data, and the people are being known. And they said they had uh, personal information, including driver's license. And not identifying uh, driver's license numbers and stuff. For employees, like, right? Uh, it wow. must be. It, I mean, are the customers going in? Like, can I get a pizza? Yeah, I got to see some ID, though. Oh, buddy. hold on there. <laughs> are, well, we got to check if you're on the list of do not pizza. Well, yeah. But it's a, it said notifying customers, and then it said driver's license. So I'm just confused, okay? <laughs> I, I have no I, idea. Yeah. Just I I can't think of an example. If uh, let's just put it this way: if Pizza Hut had your driver's license, you need to rethink your life decisions. They probably need the drivers, not their customers, but definitely the people who work there, right? Yeah. Like if yeah. Yeah. Why? Oh, you maybe if you're a pizza delivery the, the, the person, delivery guy. Yeah, yeah, they gotta have your. You yeah. all. James Randolph has the actual hot take, which is: Are the eleven herbs and spices yeah, safe? <laughs> so, did you ever hear about? Did you ever hear about the Kentucky Fried Chicken Twitter account for years? Yes. No, please. No, they us. literally just followed. They literally just followed eleven guys with the name Herb and the Spice Girls. <laughs> <laughs> that was it for Damn. years. And finally, one guy figured it out on Twitter. He goes, "I just found out that like Kentucky Fried Chicken is only following eleven dudes named Herb and the Spice Girls." 
And they literally made a painting of him riding on the back with Colonel Sanders. Like, mm-hmm. it, so wait, I didn't yeah. know that Ian did the uh, Twitter account for he did the yeah, marketing. Yeah, he did the marketing for KFC. I would do a hot second. Absolutely. Yeah, that was awesome. Really good. Yum. Folks, so let's wrap it up. Also, this is not just brought by Anti-Siphon, Black Hills Information Security. We do hackery type things and anti-hackery things. Mm. If you can think of a hackery or an anti-hackery thing, it's probably a thing that we do. And you should, man, we suck at this, Ian. We aren't very good. Like, very uh, how would I do this like corporate? Um, do we have a yeah, website or something? Probably sucking at capitalism. I do don't we have know. a website? We I don't know how to do it any other way. Can we just turn off our website and just see what people email us about? I thought the fun? website was getting like a revamp or something. We're trying to revamp the website because our website is awful. It, it's really, it's not doing us any favors at all. Yeah, I so, have to click okay. through about six SSLers. We throw about six <laughs> SSLers. <laughs> so wait, why don't we just, and as why you don't click we... accept, it keeps forwarding you deeper. It's right. like, yeah. you need a pen test. Um, so at, at seven, we could just distribute malware with it. Point. Yeah, you get a free exploit. Why not? It's a little coupon. Yeah. Here you go. So, yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us. Check out the webcast. We're super excited about it. And uh, hopefully we'll see you in Baltimore because that'll be a good time. Oh, it's also virtual too. So if you really want to piss Carl the Crab off because they have like 90% profit margins at Carl the Crab's organization, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You can take it virtual for half price. So check it out there. Yeah. If you need more information on that, uh, I could send you somewhere else, but you can go straight to carlcrabcyber.com. Cyber. And if you yeah. want to email Carl Crab, you can email him at carl at carlcrabcyber.com. And, and maybe next week, Carl will respond to your email. So we should respond to some. Oh, that's Carl happening. Uh, all, live. all live. All live. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you later.